Hello everybody, this is Loki, a way of Loki, and welcome to the No Hit Podcast. Here it's my job to interview extraordinary gamers in the realms of challenge running. Whether that be no hit runs, completing games in their entirety without taking hits or a single point of damage, speed runs, completing games that would normally take hours in mere minutes, and other such ventures. Today's guest is Clampscast, that is K-L-A-M-P-S-C-A-S-T, Clampscast, on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Clamps is an experienced no hit runner having completed a variety of no hit runs, including all the main games from From Software, including the entire Dark Souls series, Demon's Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro as well as other games such as Cuphead and Hollow Knights, all completed No Hit, as well as being a moderator and website editor for the Team Hitler community, a community of dedicated No Hit runners of various games, as well as a content creator on YouTube, producing educational historical videos of famous mathematicians on the YouTube channel Modern Day Math. In this conversation, we go through Clamp's approach to each of these games, his progression into all bosses in certain games, as well as stand-up comedy and the similarities between spicy food and Hitler's running. Hope you enjoy this conversation with clamps cast right clamps uh appreciate taking the time to go on the podcast dude welcome how's it going dude uh it's going all right you know the typical waking up (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm like almost there but it's still there's there's still like that little bit of like my vision is it needs to be there more that bit of halfway between awake and sleep yeah Yeah, exactly water (laughs) and the dry bagel and yogurt that i ate the yogurt wasn't dry but the bagel i ran out of cream cheese so Oh, saddest stories of 2022. <laughs> it's all right. The grocery store is uh, an event for after, you know. <laughs> so I wanted to query something that may have traits of Hitler's running, which is spicy food. I saw that you've done a couple of very spicy things, such as like a pizza with ghost peppers and a fowl curry, which is a hotter than a vindaloo for people who might not be aware. I was just wondering what the appeal of that kind of thing is for you, if you do that more often. So, I mean, I guess this kind of ties into, like, why I like challenge running. I just like seeing how far I can push myself. And, like, with Spice, you can just keep upping the level. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, is there already, I, I don't mess with Spice as much these days, though I still like the kick. But, yeah, I started just going really, really hard. It's like... Besides just liking the challenge, it's also the effect that it has on your brain. So, like, when you eat something super spicy and you're like, woo, ha, huh? and you're, like, kind of, like, really in it, it's almost, like, uncomfortable. When you, your, your brain, I, I think it starts releasing endorphins, so you get, like, a little high from it, and you just feel, like, kind of wild. <laughs> like you feel really good when you come down from it. Yeah, I've uh, I did, I had a ghost pepper once a, a long time ago, and it uh, it's it's had some very negative effects afterwards. Let's say, uh, but is is worth for at least experience, even though that sounds very weird. Eating a ghost pepper is a whole another story. Like I've generally messed with hot sauce, unless it's like I guess like vindaloo or like curry, right? Eating actual peppers, which is what they threw into that fall curry, that the way that the heat like ends up expanding in your esophagus. and like ultimately your stomach it's just so much more intense whereas i found of course with hot sauces that while of course it's all going down the same passageway it seems to be more concentrated locally if you if that makes sense so yeah that's oof yeah eating an entire ghost pepper eh? moving on to a a a separate form of Potential masochism, as some people may see it as. Yeah. What was your first introduction to no hit running? So I, I don't exactly remember who. I think it was probably Gino Machino or Squilla. I'd like to say that 
Yeah, I don't know. My buddy told me about Twitch once I started getting into FromSoft games back in 2018. And yeah, I just like stumbled upon one of them. Yeah, just started following some folk. I'd like to say it was actually Squilla, I think. Besides my my art buddy, he was like my first no like no hitter that I followed. But yeah, I didn't really know much about it. I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy that they went through this entire game and they're getting hit because like this game like smashed me to bits. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I don't know. It, like I just started getting like progressively more into challenge running. And after doing some no death, I was like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll give no hit a try. What was the point of like going from this is interesting to I want to try this? That's just, I think, let's see. I like quit playing Dark Souls 3 for a year because I was really butthurt over Nameless King. Came back for the DLCs. And then after I got through like the, you know, all that, I was like, oh, like, let me mess around with no death. I like didn't think that I, I could really do no hit. I was like, that's like a little too intense. Maybe I could do speed running. But then after like finding out how purely enjoyable routing was, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this. But I'd, I'd had previous experience with Sekiro too. And like I worked on a no death in like June of 2019. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me mess around with Shora, like all bosses, no death, and then see if maybe I could do hitless. Then yeah, after yeah after that, like all bosses, no death, and then I think my like little stint with Dark Souls three, all bosses, no death. I forgot the exact order, but I was like, I was like, okay, what's up, Shora? And I was watching a ton of speed runs to try and pick up strats to be able to get through it. And boom, after a couple weeks, I like got the run. And I was like, oh, that wasn't. Like, that was very manageable. Speedrunning is such a good um, or useful uh, tool or resource for finding out strats. Like, there's so many ways just, like, this is the most efficient way to do it. And then you can sort of mold it into Hitless with a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think it was, like, each night, especially during the Immortal Severance no hit, I was just, like, watching Aggie while practicing. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Lots of, lots of great intel there. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever delve into speedrunning yourself or not really i mean like i remember when um i was playing a lot of like because dark souls remastered that was my first stint with rumsoft i was so into it <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like trying to find out ways myself without really watching any speedruns to so just like very quickly go through the game and i think the fastest i got for an any percent was like five and a half hours at that time and i mean now given you know all the all the work i've put in a no hit could definitely you know already gotten sub two but yeah i don't know i was like thinking about doing it with sekiro at one point and bloodborne but i just there's like a lot of strats that right now i like one like don't really have the time for with work kicking my ass but two i just don't know if i care enough to get down <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like in bloodborne trying to do very speedy gas i'm like dude you were the bane of my existence i wish that you would <laughs> stop being this way and then like the glitches too because like ultimately if i were to do speed running i'd want to do like i'd probably want to get to the point of doing unrestricted all bosses for some of these is it the appeal of doing like the glitches are cool or what is it about unrestricted so i mean since i was young i actually really really enjoyed like the game breaking aspects of speed running like like literally just getting through the game as fast as possible is just very cool i just like racing so it's like yeah, that's just a necessary evil in terms of like getting through the game as fast as possible so that's really it i mean some of them actually do look pretty cool like it's like because it's you know the game breaking stuff is like somewhat mystifying um so like for instance in dark souls 3 when you look at the death cam right like for in, like the wilhelm skip shit yeah. is crazy to look at and it's also stupidly technical like there's so much so much more practice you have to put in to get some some of those down i think i remember tricky was saying he's when he was like 
first getting into the the all bosses uh speed running um he practiced wilhelm skip for like eight hours one day and he was like it's still so difficult to get yes yeah, it's, it's, it's those sort of things where it's just like you spend so like it don't really matter how much time in fairness like you, you have to get to get to that point and then it's such a small percentage to get it and then if not it's a reset exactly and so there's that extra level of frustration so it's like i like adding speedy elements when i can to no hit runs but it's it's nice to know that i can kind of fall back like when i need to like hang out with chat for a second go use the restroom like whatever right like you can you can actually like hang out when you want to instead of just like speed 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 <laughs> i'm i'm impressed by anyone who who is going to try going to sekiro speedrunning at the moment with seki just having an absolute monopoly over the well, yeah i mean he, records. he's like breaking his records like every run it's yeah it's mad stuff yeah so sekiro was the first one and then after that was into dis di uh, that was weird wording uh ds3 my life. and then my life. <laughs> dark souls 3 and then dark souls was that in terms of preference or interest or yeah so i had more experience with ds3 and dark souls then I had Dark Souls 2 at that point, because, like, I hadn't played Dark Souls 2 in, say, like, two years or something. I think after I got the Dark Souls 3 no-hit, which I can I can go a bit more into after, but after I got that, I think I had, like, this 12-hour stream where, I don't know, I was, like, playing something, and then I was like, oh, let's play Dark Souls 2, and the gutter made me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, fuck this game, I'll just play I'll do Dark Souls first, and then we'll we'll figure out when I actually want to do Dark Souls too. Because I was like, wow, this is way more enjoyable uh, two years ago. When it was nice and chill and could get hit and not have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever equate that experience to chill. Because <laughs> Dark Souls well, well, 2 true, is so true. ganky. <laughs> like, the running sections, they really paid the utmost homage to Demon Souls. But definitely, like, yeah, I I... Coming straight from Dark Souls Remastered, Dark Souls 2 is the only game I could play on my at the time potato laptop so i was like oh more dark souls cool <laughs> and so it was just cool traversing the ridiculous world that they had and getting ganged left and right but yeah i guess i guess if we use chill in terms of like oh at, yeah actually being able to get hit then yeah 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 but still the gutter oh the gutter it's 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 so good yeah <laughs> so yeah let's go into ds3 and i especially want to know the difference you found going into that after, because we always like compare Sekiro to Souls, but it's interesting going from Sekiro into Souls, how is it the change up in getting used to the difference? So at first I was starting to route the Dark Souls 3 run while I was still running Immortal Severance. Um, and that was getting confusing. So I was like, as I got my PB down for Immortal Severance, I was like, okay, like let's uh, not mess with my muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> so i just started like running straight sekiro but it was um see i since i had done the like this all base game bosses deathless for ds3 and then the all bosses deathless for sekiro like pretty close to each other it wasn't the hardest transition but i definitely yeah like dark souls 3 was a, a longer run like i you know with shora it was around 50 minutes that i got the run and then immortal severance it was like an hour and hour seven so then I was going to a run that like was sometimes if I, you know, depending on, on, on deaths that I had in a run, it would be two plus hours. So it was really, it was largely adjusting to that. And then 
Yeah, also just try and... Oh my god, Prince's teleport. Yeah, it was... was I, this sorry, go on, before, go on. So was this before the uh, the door cheese was found? The door cheese? Uh, with the princes, where you can like, roll against the wall to... Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was definitely using that. Um, but oh, okay. I, I wasn't... Uh... Uh, I wasn't doing the like the the true cheese where you wait for them. Like the the only thing I was doing was like w at the beginning of phase two, go into roll, and then I'd go into fight. Because I just right. it, I, they're actually like a pretty fun fight. They killed plenty of my runs, especially towards the end. But they're just a fun fight, so I was like, screw it, like let's fight them. But I know plenty of people are they're all about a free princess. I was gonna say better men than I. <laughs> yeah and that's perfectly fine it's all a matter of preference right but yeah i i much i yeah even on this all bosses run that i'm working on now i still much prefer to fight them and i fight them like basically towards the end again i do want to go into longer runs but i'm gonna stick with the any percents for now and next one to talk about is bloodborne which also could have a sense of being quite different from the ds3 or ds run or for was sure. that how you found it uh yeah it's a very precise run like, going from, honestly, even, like, comparing to Sekiro, like, it's a fast run, but it's, like, with Sekiro, you, there, let's see, how to, how to, like, describe it, like, with, like, Sekiro and, like, the, the Souls games, I felt like, certainly, like, there are strats or whatever, but you can still kind of, like, improvise, you know what I mean? Whereas in Bloodborne, there's a level of improvisation for some of the bosses, but for the most part, it's like very algorithmic. So if you fuck up the algorithm, then you're just kind of screwed and it's reset time. Like I'd say where you don't see the algorithm is, um, I guess, uh, Shadows, maybe Miko, but there's still like a bit of algorithm in there. And then Mergo, Mergo's wet nurse. So as an example of like, uh, as Clamps described as algorithmic boss would be... Uh, Vicar Amelia, where there is a set order of strikes you can do on each of her limbs, which, if done in a set order with a set amount of damage, will result in quotations a free fight. But if you miss hit uh, a different body part or don't judge your stamina correctly or make any error in that in that system or in those steps. Uh, you will be in a lot of trouble. Let's say. Yeah, I mean, there are still ways to recover. Like, it's still good to actually know how to fight uh, the boss, but like, like without that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I got that algorithm down. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I was like, whatever. I'll just and the, like, it wasn't any marathon running, so I was like, whatever. If the run dies right now, it's like. I, I was optimizing it to just basically get there in under 20 minutes, which made the resets wait. Like, that's like that's another element to just trying to add speediness, like some speed elements to these no-hit runs. Is just it makes the resets way less painful. The last one of the From Software series I want to talk about before going into some variety is Demon Souls, mm. which this, yours was completed on the original, correct? Yes. How was that as an experience with all its frame goodness? <laughs> so initially I was actually running it at 60 FPS, which was dope. But it mm. because the, the PS3 version wasn't initially intended for that, it was <laughs> causing very weird shit to happen. Like, for instance, on Phalanx, you'll, like their motion, like the way they move gets very weird. 
and the way that they'll throw their um um like forgetting word i guess their spears right their spears yeah like everything like all the physics were just not working as expected and like a, like for for like another instance of like physics issues was this the sh shrine of storm skip like where you can be just basically very quickly go to um adjudicator or whatever so yeah there was like really odd things that were happening i think i got down to like pb i'd like to say i got down to pb3 before i went back to 30 fps and then things were like working as expected so then i was like even more i was getting way more consistent um weed lord gaben he um <laughs> He he just committed to 60 FPS. He was like, I can't be arsed to fucking deal with <laughs> with 30 FPS. And I was I was like, all right, man, even even if you're seeing these this weirdness and it's messing with consistency, he's like, fuck it. Well what was the like final straw that made you go, okay, I'm just gonna do this in 30 FPS? I think I think it was actually Tower of Latria. I think I kept running into weird issues in the man eaters split. And it wasn't like man eaters themselves. It was just like I kept there was just like some bugginess, I think, with the gargoyles, but I don't, I don't exactly remember. I do remember losing a lot of runs on 60 FPS to that specific split, though, like on the running section. And oh, and then there was, I think, in the second, the second split of Shrine of Storms, I think there was also a skip that kept fucking up <laughs> there too. I ended up dropping it, but I was like, I blamed it on 60 FPS as well. So there, there was a whole slew of problems that I was like, this isn't worth it, man. My sanity's breaking. <laughs> and Demon Souls isn't, I know there's some very quick runs nowadays, but um, Demon Souls is quite a long run, uh, if I believe right. Well, so I like leveraged, um, zoodle's hybrid route it's like primarily yep. sorcery but so my run was like two hours and 17 minutes yep. um whereas yeah if you're doing melee i think people started getting it down but that's i think typically like between two hours and 45 minutes like three and a half hours i remember um dobby for uh the god run two his demon souls run was like four hours that's yeah I say yeah. commitment, but that's on top of the Godrun as well. Total <laughs> Godrun 2 as well. Yeah, like, I mean, I think he had that as fourth game. But yeah, I remember talking to him about it. And he was like, yeah, like, there's so much meme in this game that I'm just trying to be as safe as possible. So, like, I'll I'll do a four-hour run as long as I get the run. Before I go to a variety, just, um, so Clamps was the first person to have completed all games that Team Hitless um, had on their roster, so to speak, prior to Resident Evil. So that included all the From Software games. Cuphead and Hollow Knight. So I want to go into Cup, uh, Cuphead and Hollow Knight, but I just want to query if that was intentionally done, like you saw that no one had done all of them and that's what you went for, or was it just the variety aspect that you wanted? Well, it was general interest. Um, I really liked Cuphead, and before I got into No Hit, like the basically the beginning of 2020 yeah beginning of 2020 i started getting back into it and i was trying to like go through expert and then i was like you know what screw expert man i'm just gonna or like i was trying to get s rankings or whatever i was like let me just mess around with no death and it was i at that time i was just kind of burnt out from cuphead but i always wanted to like return to it so like after like eight months off i was like let's go back we just got dark souls no hit and bloodborne no hit so let's let's dabble and you know especially like seeing what sublime was doing i was like yeah let's do it yeah makes it look so easy yeah i mean and he he was very helpful with it too like he he reached out like he would coach me a bit we'd like hang out like do cuphead stuff play chess just shoot the shit like 
really cool dude so that was like really motivating but you know again i still had to take because i was just getting i got like the no death in four days and then went to no hit got to pb6 it like immediately and then i was just stuck like Mm -hmm. that's a game where like i you can get your hits down really quickly and then actually you're you're just chiseling it down i got like eight pb1s in that the benefit is a very fast run, but my god, everything is just assaulting your senses. Yeah, I've spoken to Subai about this. It's in like comparison to Dark Souls, or at least the percentage of the run itself is a lot more focused because even though it's a shorter run, pretty much every minute of it is a boss or focus time. Yes. Uh, because there's so little time walking between the areas. It's yep. just like boss to boss to boss. Yep. And then yeah. if you include the um what is it the run and guns too like it's still you know you're still walking around the overworld very minimally always always doing something <laughs> yep yeah but the, yeah that game really strengthens your your reflexes man like i thought i had good hand-eye coordination before i ever played cuphead and then i was i realized just how far i still needed to go <laughs> <laughs> so the next level above <laughs> yeah yeah um but so just going back to your question of like oh like notice that uh, not all of the games have been done yeah i mean we had just added cuphead and hollow knight so i was like you know what i since i've gotten through all these any percents like i might as well just do it because i like both of these games so Hollow Knight, I was like, I can wait on that because I'm not like as pumped about it as Cuphead. Don't get me wrong. Hollow Knight definitely gave me the same feeling as Dark Souls 1 when trying to, you know, go through the game first time because the exploration is just so magnificent and what great lore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had, you know, I was like, I really want to do Dark Souls 1 all bosses first. I was like, let, 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 let me go back to uh, my FromSoft, <laughs> FromSoft boys real quick. Just stay on Cuphead for a quick sec. What's... Was there any particular bosses that repeatedly had issues or or had jank, let's say, or both? <laughs> um, so at first it was the flower, Cagney, right? But, you know, the fact that I had them as first boss, like, eventually I started figuring it out. So, yeah, Isle 1 wasn't really an issue anymore after that. Isle 2, it for a while before I changed my route up to, like, really optimize getting a lobber, I'd like to say, yeah, Dragon was a real problem. I also made my life very difficult by not doing... Like, if you look in other runs, they leverage... Um, I, I always forget names, um, but, like, you know, like the uh, the spreader? Spread? Oh, yeah, spread weapon. Yeah, yeah, people would use, like, a combination of spread and lobber, whereas I used roundabout, lobber, and pea shooter. And so, yeah, Sublime was like, oh, you made your run 50% harder by doing that. I was like, that's what I was used to, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that that in and of itself added difficulty to some of the bosses too but like yeah i'd say the dragon and wally like of course yes. beppy right but i, I like per sublime's advice i decided to just do the hardest bosses that i could like first just so there's less pressure towards the end of the aisle but like yeah like wally for whatever reason i i guess in the fourth phase i kept like getting greedy or like misgaging like what i could really do and just getting like hit aisle three the robot dude i started getting pretty good at b after a while but the robot dude and medusa and then of course devil i think i got like three or four one hit runs to devil cuphead's such an interest like it is if if so if if, if you haven't played cuphead i like highly recommend it it's one of the most unique gameplays out there especially the bosses it's super interesting considering by just appearances if you've seen like a trailer or clip you wouldn't really potentially understand it as 
one of the most difficult games in the last few years, but it is up there. Oh, it is, yeah. Like we have both agreed upon, the attack on the senses. Yeah, buddy. so much going on. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Especially when you go into, like, like one of the first bosses in Isle 1, or um, one of the bosses in Isle 1 is Hilda. And Hilda, an expert, there is it's insane. so many things on the screen at once. It's insane. And, uh, See, I, dude, I, when I was going for the S ranks, it took me forever to, like, actually get through it. And then I was, at like, I think two seconds off. So I got an A+. Plus. Oh. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... Oh, my God. Especially, like, the amount of green airplanes that come through and they, they all shoot, like, five missiles at once. Oh, yeah. Such more spread out. Than... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that expert expert mode is so... I think all the airplane levels just gave me, like, insane Ajita. <laughs> when, when dealing with expert yeah once you had the a plus it should have been like okay i'm just like gonna call a friend and see if you can sync up like <laughs> so yeah although with the co-op i mean everything's doubled there oh true yeah yeah so yeah i, I remember sublime was actually going um uh i think internet connection was ultimately the issue but i think it was with um was it sb wolf his name uh yeah they were they were attempting to do uh co-op hitless <laughs> at one point it's Oh, that must be interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, really. The biggest, uh, biggest uh, problem in that is is internet. That's that's the the real boss. <laughs> that that lag. It's the point of why is every like or majority of no hit runs done offline because <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, lag invasions everything. Yeah, well, I mean, I like I don't know. Even like when you're streaming, right? Like usually it's just you. But when you get the co-op in the mix, it's just like forget about it, dude. Like I remember uh, with the widers, I think they were doing. Uh, a no-hit co-op tournament that I uh, narrated. And I just remember, like, I think at various points, there was, like, bugginess from some folk because it was like, oh, I got a little delay on, on this end. I want to go into events later on uh, to talk about that, but just to go on to the last game of the uh, of the Any Percents, I should say, Hollow Knight, how did you find then going into that as the last Any Percent I believe you've done? Yeah, that was the last Any Percent. Then I just went to all bosses. So that was... That was pretty cool. I got it faster than I thought I was going to get it. It was, yeah, like like Scott, his routing was just brilliant. I was initially trying to use Hill 1030s because it was like highly influenced from, you know, Fireborn and Spiral, which we know Spiral is also very influenced from Fireborn. But I didn't really like using Fragile Heart. Strength, do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I always mix it up. Yeah, Fragile Strength. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, going and getting it from, like, our cricket buddy or whatever. Or maybe giant ants. See, memory, it's it's strong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, like, I wanted to, to just speed things up. And I found that Fury was really, really brilliant at actually speeding up the bosses. So, um, the first half, I was, like, furying. And then, then once, um, uh, I think Scott convinced me to get, what is it, Soul Twister? No, what is uh, Spell Twister, yeah. Spell Twister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it made the second half so much more comfy, dude. Oh my mm. god. And so at that point, like, like obviously Watchers and the Hollow Knight, hardest bosses of that run. Like, after that, Watchers became a breeze, and then it was just worrying about acid skip. <laughs> Always an issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started getting it pretty consistent, but it's like, after Watchers, your nerves, like, you know, this was pre-spell, um, spell twister. Um, you're like, your nerves are just kind of, like, up there. So I was like, all right. Like we're switching this up. We're just gonna we're gonna 
we're gonna do uh the Metroid first. <laughs> and we'll save watchers for before the Hollow Knight since it's so much easier now with Spell Twister. Like you can just get so much more greedy. It made the Hollow Knight so much easier too. Yeah, yeah. Did you get Spell Twister before Soul Warrior as well? No, I'd afterwards? battle Soul Warrior, get um Shade Soul, right? Shade Soul Sanctum, yeah. 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 And then just go through Soul Sanctum because it's like pretty free after that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. If I did it before, boy, Soul Sanctum would have been way scarier. Yeah, the biggest trolls that are those Soul Twisters. Dude, <laughs> yeah, they're so <laughs> like that was another thing with getting Fury was it made dealing with those guys easier on the way up through city of tears and or at least you know that one guy like when he's like oh he's a boss and then all of a sudden he's everywhere in soul sanctum so yeah i found i found it to be like a pretty like it was just the hollow Knight was he was cinder i just called him cinder he was so tough so i was just glad i i like kept it together enough <laughs> when i actually got the run because it didn't really take me that long. I think in total it was like 18 days. Ooh, nice. Speedy. Yeah, like I was just, you know, I had just started my job at that time. So I was like, cool, we can get this out of the way before I really have to start working. I'm still still training. <laughs> oh, Fiori, that, that 75% boost. RTSR, be jealous. Dude, it's <laughs> so good. It's too it's too good, in fact. <laughs> but it was also, it, it was nice to not have to get King's Idol. You know what I mean? Or whatever that was, yeah. like um, when you're going through Crystal Peaks. So oh, tons of perks with getting Fury. So with those eight games, how would you rank them in terms of like difficulty enjoyment? If you had to, like a quick breakdown or quick like list of them? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. I think Bloodborne's probably my favorite. I, largely because I seemed, even though I would definitely get really frustrated at points... It, like, I ran that, the all bosses, for, like, five months and was still pretty into it. Obviously, after I got the run and was, like, training for the tournament, I was like, well, it would be nice to go back to DS3. <laughs> um, I, like, I seemed to not get as tilted as I would with some of the other games. Um, so, yeah, I might, I might mark Bloodborne as my favorite. Honestly, Cuphead was pretty fun, but remarkably frustrating. All right, let's see. Let, let, let me think. But I'd say... Probably Bloodborne. Screw it, I'll put Cuphead as number two. Demon Souls actually was a really enjoyable run as hybrid. Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, and let's see, DS3. Dark Souls 2. I love Dark Souls 2, but like I haven't touched it in like a year. <laughs> Did I forget a game? I totally forgot a game. Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro. Yeah, I haven't touched that in a while too. I'd put that over DS2 actually, so. Yeah, wow, that's a that yeah, that's a tough one. I'm gonna have to rethink that, but that's the that's the list I'm given now. Yeah, no worries. And it is like uh, there is a lot of games there and a lot of like uh, intricacies with each one. So yeah, imagine it would take longer, but as a quick one. Yeah, Sekiro <laughs> actually was a stupidly fun run as well, just because it was so fast. But again, it's like I I touched it for Mortal Journey no hit, and then I was like, I'm just not. I just can't. I, I'm, <laughs> we're going to another game. Uh, the the joys of Inner Father and his Mist Ravens, dude. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, Inner Father is the worst. Owl Two though is my favorite boss in that game. That might be my fa that might be actually my favorite FromSoft boss. He's so good. It's such a fun fight as well because there's almost like no pause in it. I mean, I know it can like boot you away and such like, but there's no pause. You're staying engaged, and it's sort of just like an, a one to one fight. There's no like bringing in mobs. There's no any messing about like that. It's well, in in phase two, you got the owl being all cheap, True. but it's it's pretty manageable compared to Inner Father. 
cheapo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like that he's not like throwing poison onto you, like you know, OG father, or you know, three years in the future father. Yeah, the rhythm, the rhythm is just so nice to get into there too. It's such a dancey fight. Yeah, Genny's one of the like. I think Genny's everyone's first super like wall in whenever you start Sekiro no hit. Oh yeah, uh, but that is still one of the best fights, both in vanilla playthrough and for no hit. I think. Oh yeah, I mean he teaches you how to play the goddamn game. Like I remember, like I was like I was still trying to play it very Souls like instead of like actually learning how to parry. And then while he is pretty manageable without you know parrying, he was he showed you how essential it is to get that skill down. And so after that, like I remember just like really getting so angry at him after getting him down. I was like, okay, I think I can maybe hold my own now. I've 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 stepped away from just playing the Souls like. Cause that that was like the biggest thing too. Like I, whenever people are like, "Oh, I'm trying to play Sekiro. Any advice?" I'm like, "Don't play it like Souls." <laughs> yeah, forget it. Forget Souls. Yeah, just go into it. Yeah, get your parry game strong. <laughs> well, that, that was that, that was like an advantage. Like people who had potentially never played a, a From Software game who went into it, because everyone who went in was like, "I'm a veteran. I've uh, played DS3, and that was quick and Bloodborne and sorts of like." Yeah. And then Sekiro was like, yeah, this isn't that game. And that's exactly what Miyazaki and team are going for, right? They're just like, listen, we know that all of these FromSoft heads are going to be like, oh, souls, yeah, Bloodborne. Uh. <laughs> so he was like, we got to throw them off. And it appears for Elden Ring, it's going to be like, well, I played Breath of the Wild, so this should be fun. Yeah, right? Dude, I'm wa- honestly, I'm waiting for like all the glitches with the horses. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting for like uh like I I expect there will be like a double jump with the horses and then you can like find a way to maneuver just like double jumping up a wall like infinitely. I'm interested in like the the worlds uh the open world aspects of it if it ends up being akin to Breath of the Wild where they're gonna find a way to skip right to the end immediately. I, th- I don't think that's a uh, like an impossible like thought if it's gonna be as they're describing it. Well, I figure what you'll have to do. You'll probably have to do some extra things, kind of like, um, what was it? In in Dark Souls 1, with the force quit route, where you, like, fall where you'd place the Lord Vessel. You, like, fall and then qu- force quit at, like, the right time, and then you're just, like, past the gate. You're in the kiln. So I figure if, like, that is something that exists, it's going to be similar to, like, oh, you have to, like, get through a few bosses first. Like, maybe, like, two or three. And it's weird, like, we do all this theorizing, or I've done quite a bit and it's just like we've seen one really good trailer <laughs> and one like leaked bit of footage of a guy jumping yeah <laughs> which i still haven't checked out actually but i i heard like people are just like oh that's why it's delayed <laughs> oh it, it looks like an old build it looks like from ages ago oh it for looks sure exactly the same as like the leaked footage definitely uh, the alpha build I, I do like leaks can be interesting but it's like so many people just like go opinion first game later or something like that just like wait for the game see how it is yeah yeah i yeah theorizing is for sure fun but yeah we we won't know at all like until it's actually out and that's I mean, that's the beauty of FromSoft, too, is, like, they, since they like to break trends, which is why Miyazaki in general is like, yeah, I don't really like sequels. Like, since I like to break trends, we're always just going to be, like, there's going to be something, probably, like, some similar things, but for the most part, they're going to bring on their innovation. It's going to be really very interesting what new mechanics they bring on. Yeah, I mean, everything that's gone from Dark Souls and uh, to an extent, like Demon's Souls, well, Dark Souls came from Demon's Souls, has been different each time. Like, Bloodborne had the trick weapons and yeah. the dodge mechanics of Visceral. Sekiro, obviously, one of the best combat systems that I think exists in gaming. Dude, actual and now we've got a butter. Horse. 
actual butter. <laughs> and now we've got a horse, so that, <laughs> that's going to be something yeah. different as well. Yeah, we've got some red dead, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We're at, we actually are just Ishin. We're we this is this is how Ishin became Ishin. <laughs> the the conception just... of the gat. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm just wait, just waiting to see how customizable for someone to do a a Gyobu run in Elden Ring. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah, they actually are going to introduce all the swagger, dude. You're they're, you're even going to be able to get haircuts. <laughs> they they're, they're going to throw in a little GTA San Andreas in there. So, you've done like I've just gone through so many runs. I want to separate them as the Dark Souls-esque runs, that's Demon Souls and the Dark Souls, and then the second one Bloodborne separate and then the 2D ones on another side. And I'd be interested to know your approach to learning these runs in and if there's a difference between those three sections, like the Dark Souls, the second and Bloodborne, which have slightly different things, and then the 2D platformers. So yeah, all right. So at least like with Souls, right? So just I guess I'll talk just generally. A common theme, like in terms of learning for all of them, has generally been okay. Step one, let's figure out this route, right? Like or just like a rough frame of the route and make some save files for the bosses. And so the routing can take anywhere from oh, immediately this is what I'm doing to like. <laughs> for instance, what I've been doing for Dark Souls 3 bosses, where I'm still, like, <laughs> basically pinning what my route is. I'm down to PB7, <laughs> and I'm like, I still don't know exactly how I want to do this ending bit, but yeah. But yeah, then I'll just go and, like, there are, like, I'll try to learn the bosses that are really giving me issues that I'm not really used to. Because some of these games, you know, I just kind of, like, I played once, and then I was like, okay, cool, this was fun. So I, like, need to grind out the, them bosses. But so, like, at least for, you know, like, talking souls, I'd say the difference really is length. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, with Cuphead, as, you know, as we said, it's, like, basically just a, a boss rush. And so that was more of just, like, getting used to the brutalness of all this stuff coming at you as compared to souls where it's you know certainly there's a lot of speedy especially when we talk about freed it's still like slower and for hollow knight you have like you know you have these running sections where you could almost say like some are could be comparable to running sections and like i don't know like ds ds one or something right uh may maybe less like unnecessarily like long and empty right but <laughs> but still right you still have those those running sections I'd say probably the, like, making save files and just, like, having it default to a bench. There was that difference there where, okay, now I actually need to rely on debug mod. But I'd say the common theme is just, you know, figuring out what the route is and, like, trying to grind that out. And then just practicing what bosses you have difficulty with. There, I didn't really find that there was, like, a vast difference between my practicing for, you know, 2D versus Souls. Did you have any differences learning the routes from something like Souls to Hollow Knight? Uh, I say this just as I personally found the the moving between rooms a lot more difficult to, like, visualize the route as opposed to something like Sekiro, for instance, where you can sort of picture the way you're going. Yeah, so definitely Hollow Knight has a very intricate map. <laughs> so initially I was like, yeah, I'd say probably the first like two weeks I was running, I was still kind of like forgetting like what exactly the next room was going to hold. So yeah, I yeah, I definitely say Hollow Knight was, it was more difficult to visualize completely. But it was, I, that was, I feel like, 
more in the beginning than anything and like and that was consistent throughout like i'd still kind of forget sometimes because there were a lot of rooms that looked like somewhat similar in the beginning but then as you get more through the run you start seeing more distinction at least in the any percent right so yeah visually it was definitely way easier to get you know understand the like the 3d world versus the 2d but i mean hollow knight's map is just so massive like i think in general like even if it was like a 3d game it would still be difficult <laughs> just because there's so much happening there i think this could be a good tangent to go into the longer run aspects but just one last thing on the learning with something like frida um being in an all boss run and thus the resets are gonna hurt more let's say yeah or be or feel heavier at what's consistency in practice do you start running the game or at what point are you comfortable with a boss like is it like two in a row three in a row or is it like a percentage or just feeling so generally when i'm practicing i try to shoot for at minimum three in a row it really depends how i'm feeling mm -hmm. sometimes if it's like multiple bosses that i needed to practice i'll just be like all right let me get them once and then i'll move on to the next boss like either way i'm still getting my practice in right but generally three is my minimum someone like um like posse right he like when we were talking he was like yeah 10 minimum oh, he's like gotta man. get them 10 times in a row and then i feel good whereas i'm like i have two like <laughs> i'm like i'm trying to practice a lot i mean I, like he definitely was too but i'm like <laughs> i'm like after a, after a long day of work i'm like oh, if i have like 10 bosses to practice i just don't have i don't have the time to do 10 in a row and he works too so i'm like how how do you have the time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like my approach is that i like i want to get the route down so at least with this longer run especially because i wasn't as used to the dlc before i started like i think i had maybe gone through the dlc four times haphazardly <laughs> i'm just like you know what i'll go through the run i can turn on practice tool for the like you know for the dlc i'm just so i can get through it and we'll just count hits because you know once you get a hit it's practice anyway so who cares could you talk quick sec on the practice tools available if someone might be unfamiliar with the tools that people use when practicing these runs yeah yeah so i actually found out about this one recently because i always wondered i was like how is anyone turning on no death and this other shit um <laughs> so practice tool was a tool designed for speedrunners to just basically make your life way easier when practicing instead of just like relying on your save files and relying on the clunkiness of cheat engine um it just has some enhanced features to be able to you know mess around like you can speed your character up to get through running sections faster if it's just like you know big long and empty <laughs> Or, like, you can turn on one shot, like, for instance, for Freed, if you only want to practice Phase 3, you can just very quickly get through Phase 1 and 2 um, by turning on one shot and then turn it off and just practice Phase 3. You can turn on um, no damage for both you and the boss to also to stay in the fight for quite a long time. There's Cheat Engine as well, which I have not gotten as acquainted with, but I know uh, some folk are very into it. I've really only got, I only got okay with, like, you know, knowledgeable somewhat with it for DS2 when I was trying to practice gutter, like going down to the gutter. But those are tools that are leveraged in practice, so that way, you know, there's just quality of life things. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that one shot. That sounds really useful for that phase uh, practice. Yes, I think it was Sunrun and Hemp that 
told me about it. Sunrun ended up sending me the link for it. Um, but yeah, if you look up Practice Tools uh, DS3, it should bring you to the GitHub. And yeah, dude, it is so, oh my God, actual heckin' game changer. So from amazing tools to potentially a step back into your Bloodborne All Bosses run, which has a lot less tools, let's say, with the save states being USB-based as opposed to yes. a shareable software. How did you approach that, especially with, again, such a long run and save filing not being as as user-friendly, per se? So I have two USBs, <laughs> and one of them I just, mm. I had, like, specifically for a Burritos. <laughs> so that way, like, <laughs> if I ran into issues, like, boom, it's already ready. And then, like, if I mess up on other bosses, like, okay, whatever, I'll just grab them, and we'll just take this little, like, two, three-minute break to grab it. I, I, end of day, it actually wasn't that bad, especially once I got an SSD for my PS4. I easily cut off like 10 and at most 15 seconds than if I didn't have the SSD. I started getting just very used to having to switch it out. Obviously not as convenient as being on the computer, but it, once you get used to using the PS4 save states, it almost becomes second nature. The fact that I couldn't, like, unless I jailbroke my PS4, the fact that I couldn't use any, like, modding, or, you know, just, like, any, any cheat engine-esque stuff, that kind of made things a bit brutal in practice, but it still wasn't that bad, especially, again, once I got the SSD. Like, the run is so precise, and there's, like, so much cheese <laughs> that a lot of the time it was, like, pretty... Like, it wasn't the worst to practice. Now, for BL4, because I'd like to do that at some point, the BL4 all bosses, that's going to be... <laughs> we can come back to that conversation. <laughs> Once I start that, I might be like, oh, fucking sucks. Yeah. Fuck this game. I natted with uh, Eden for a while, and the joys of Blood Level 4 were explained very well yeah <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm guessing he said bosses. uh it was it was akin to bashing your head into a wall with exposed <laughs> nails well i think it was interesting actually uh just reminded me ds3 i was interested why or because you've gone straight to all bosses plus dlc of ds3 right mm -hmm. was that just let's just get it all out of the way i'm interested in doing it anyway so let's just go and do it all at once straight away first thing yeah basically i mean i did that with bloodborne also but because the way the route is i just ended up always getting um all main game bosses out of the way with it right um and i was thinking of having a similar route for ds3 but after i don't know looking at other routes and then of course you know when the um the team hitless guide came out from uh geo sweat and gino um, I was like, oh, I like this. This is sick. <laughs> um, and so I've just been tinkering with a different order since then. Getting DLC out of the way as, like, as early as possible, is, it's, it's just way less pressure for the end. So yeah, I, I, I don't really care about just getting the, the van vanilla bosses out of the way first. I just, I just want a route that's comfy. Has there been any, no, apart from the length, of course, and, and the additional bosses, like the obvious stuff, has there been any... Notable differences that you found with doing these all bosses run? Has it like been trickier to cut like like the concentration, lengthening and stuff like that? Well yeah, I mean I you know, the the Bloodborne All Bosses run, I was getting down like I did a practice run offline at one point. I think it was a one hit run. Um that was an hour and fifty nine minutes. So it's like that's like the length of some people's any percents. Um yeah. for like Dark Souls three or Dark Souls right? So, like, that was, like, a pretty fast run. 
So with something like DS3 being like three hours, that certainly can affect your concentration. And it's like thinking about like, oh, well, if I get hit, like when I really low PBs, it's just going to hurt more. But I don't know. It's like with anything, right? It's like initially when you're used to something not being as long, it'll fuck with you a bit. But as you as you start doing it more and more, it just gets easier to deal with. Like I think with the Dark Souls one, all bosses run, I started getting really consistent. And then it started kind of like flying. So, so yeah, it's just a, it's just a matter of like tr- like training yourself again to just like stay in that mode. You know what I mean? You kind of just build back up to it. Do you mean like autopiloting kind of thing? That once you got used to it a lot more, it just was like speeding through. Or... I guess in essence, there is that element of autopilot. Um, DS3 is a really exciting run. Like there, when I say exciting, I mean the beginning isn't <laughs> like the first <laughs> half hour. Highwall and Farron Keep are not. but like the the run has so much going on in it that you're just kind of like always like i feel like your adrenaline gets pinged quite often i was gonna say for for the ds3 or bosses i guess because we mentioned about a lot of the bloodborne bosses and as well as within the dlc there's a lot of systematic bosses but there's a lot less of that in or very minimal amount of that in ds3 it's a lot more reactionary especially in going into the dlc like princes and uh, demon prince and gale and yes oh gale oh oh gale half light <laughs> oh you're so great yeah i more of just meant like like you're you're training yourself to deal with the length so it, it becomes less of a uh what's the word i'm looking for i guess i'll just say less of a pain in the ass yep. to, to to deal with that you know you're like okay like obviously i've done shorter runs but like now i'm i'm used to this i'm calloused in essence so it's just, you keep running it, you get used to it. We've brought up Team Hitless a few times, and you are, I believe, probably a website editor. Is that right? Uh, yes. I haven't been able to do as much, but yeah, uh, on occasion I'll do like bulk, like like bulk adding of of uh, things as needed. What was your first involvement prior to, uh, to any anything like that with Team Hitless? Uh, what what do you mean, like um? Like, just me helping with anything? So, first discovered or first introduced, and then how that then went into being more involved in the community and into, like, the editorial aspect. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I joined the team at the end of... Like, basically, after I got my Immortal Severance run, like, there was an old server that actually, like, they hadn't updated the link on the team hitless Twitch team page and so yeah after my mortal severance run like sent it to to zoodle and then like zoodle knew about me from that and i think at one point i like asked if they needed verifiers and that i'd be willing to help they thought it was a great idea so then i became a ds1 verifier and so they knew about me like i was getting more known from that right about like you know the potential for help and because i do programming i still hope to do more with the website at some point but yeah i like i because like i i just know how to tinker with the stuff i was like oh i can maybe help with the website um since they just released a new one um i wouldn't mind considering the backlog is building just helping to add more runs and so ping zoodle and you know i'd already gotten pretty acquainted with uh with ghost and some other folk and they were like yeah hell yeah if you can help let's do it so then yeah ghost showed me what to do i made um a basically a guide for any new folk um that needed to come and edit just to basically avoid calls right it's like if if you need to hop on a call boom we're there but it's like boom you have this guy as reference it's been interesting seeing team because i'm relative re- oh, oops. 
relatively new to the community um, in, in comparison to how long it's been uh, been around for. Uh, it's been interesting to see the the new stuff, like the events being introduced, the communities like growing exponentially. Um, how has or let's go to events actually. So you've you mentioned sure. having done uh, com- uh, compensated in a wise event, and we've had these few team hitless events, including one. At the time of the recording, uh, a Resident Evil one uh, this weekend. Yep. Let's put that in in two parts, actually. So you've competed in one with Ghost uh, as one of the first ones. Yes. How did you uh, did yep. you enjoy like the the event aspect or competitive aspect? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I uh, like Ghost is she's so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's so good at Bloodborne. So it was interesting. Uh, considering you know how many years she has in the game versus what I've been putting in, she's been doing no hit speed runs. So I was like, oh, like this will just be an interesting. Like she had hopped into my stream when I was practicing. She was like, wow, your consistency. I'm like, oh, am I making you sweat? She's like, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, it was really fun. Like it, Ghost has helped me out a lot with runs. Um, and I, it felt kind of like a, like like an honor to like battle the teacher you know what i mean just uh, just to give a little background <laughs> goes on ghost is one of the best uh no hits bloodborne players being the only person who has completed all bosses plus chalice dungeons uh no hits in bloodborne because no one else would dare touch the chalice dungeons uh as- yeah i just i don't think uh, most people have the patience for that <laughs> to combine both the all bosses like non chalices mm. with the chalices like it's like that was a five and a half hour run or wh- i think her final run actually ended up being six and a half hours when she finally got it mad stuff <laughs> it's just yeah most people i don't think have the patience for that it took her a year and a half i think interesting going into a competition with the uh, ghost then <laughs> yeah no i mean she her knowledge of the game is vast oh, I, I still feel like even, you know, I ran the game basically for five months with that all-bosses run. Like, I've, I've played my fair share of Bloodborne, but it's like, yeah, I definitely... I, I still feel like a baby in that game. <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. I, I think those events are... It's just like, it's just a fun thing for the community, right? Like, there, it didn't feel like, like, oh, like, gotta win, oh, gotta no. do this yeah. and that. It was just like, this is just like a fun... It's like a fun thing. It's not a glad sh- they asked like me. showcase kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's the deal for most people, but some people get very competitive, so that's why I wanted <laughs> to just make that clear. Like, it was just like, this is just going to be a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you just, like, pre- like intensely practicing. <laughs> no, Dude, yeah, I was like... And again, at that point, I already... I, in my mind, I'd moved on to DS3, so I was like, okay, just like, if I can, if I can get sub-five runs, I'll be happy. And then I think in the tournament, I got like a five to six hit run. I feel like it was probably six hits and that they were just so as as bummed out as me with getting hit by Legarius that they were like, it's fine. He's just getting back to Legarius. <laughs> it's it's that additional thing. Like I say, it is, it is a show. Like these events are a show because it's good to like, you know, show some people, uh, members in the community. But it's, also, it, it's always going to have that additional pressure of, people watching into it i know like streaming is people watching but like an event base so it's like a no hit run which has its own pressure plus things so anything decent like anything like low single digits is still like massively impressive under those oh yeah i mean the time constraint is the biggest thing because when you're streaming yourself it doesn't matter 
it's like okay boom if i fuck up here we can just reset yeah so that i didn't really find like the the audience pressure to be there it was really just the time constraint but yeah i mean i definitely feel like i feel like i don't know it might just be me but i feel like um it's it feels like more pressure when when like you're actually seeing that amount of people right like I, I haven't done stand-up in a while, but when I was doing stand-up, there was a show that I did where I think it was, like... I think it actually was, like, like 70-plus heads in the audience, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is nerve-wracking. So many eyes. So many eyes. <laughs> I did actually want to ask about stand-up. Um, if that has crossed over or helped with live-streaming aspects or of, like, running? I think that in terms of, like... I don't know. I guess streams where I feel like I don't do well, I'm like, well, like, whatever. Like, I can kind of, like, brush it off easier. Because mm. I was used to, like, you know, not <laughs> just plenty of times going to mics and just getting nothing. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's definitely quite different because with stand-up, it's like, certainly you can riff, but it's, uh, you know, you'll typically be on stage for, like, three to ten minutes, depending on where you go to, like, you know, hit hit the mic, Jim. <laughs> And it's yeah, but you're you're typically more like working out your material. Whereas with streaming, it's like you're kind of shooting the shit with your chat. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of like having a conversation and focusing on your game. You know what I mean? But I think in terms of like, yeah, probably when like I have a stream that I'm like, oh, this didn't this didn't go like that well. I'm like, it's it doesn't really phase me. Okay. Like it maybe would had stand up bombing not <laughs> happened so much. <laughs> What is the appeal of stand-up out of interest? I know it's a bit of a tangent, but... It feels really good making people laugh. Like, people that you don't know at all. Because it's just like... When you make someone laugh, there's like... Assumably, some kind of connection. Whether it's a light connection or a deep one, right? It's like, you've connected with them in some way. There's that, you know... you know, Oh, I found this funny, so did you. Kind of thing. And so when you can do that with, like, just random people that, like you know if, if it's at a show for instance you're like maybe you'll never see them again it's just like well we had that connection for that moment and you it just feels so good so yeah i don't know at least that's me i just it's like it feels very good making people laugh going into the second half of events the commentating aspect is that something you enjoy as well yeah i mean i'm i at various points i get kind of fatigued if it's like four plus hours <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's cool. It's something that I would like to lean into more, um, at some point. So for, for an example, like, uh, another Team Hitless event was you and, uh, Posse were, was commentating the Bloodborne with Eden and Arty. Or the yes. Uh, how so, was that experience? So the issue there, I, I think it was great. Posse is an awesome person to commentate with. Like, he's such a cool dude. <laughs> um, but the issue there was I was hosting it as well as commentating okay <laughs> so i had to worry about screen changes right, okay, yeah. on occasion <laughs> so there would be points where like i would be trying to multitask and i'm a super spacey dude right mm. so like i i feel like at various points i would go quiet and posse was so good at just keeping it going <laughs> but yeah for the most part it was it was it was great it was just um at various points where i had to like focus on the screen i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, focus on the screen change. Because obviously we were like, oh, like, here's what's happening. And then, like, oh, here's the hit. Oh, no. So it's like, oh, God, got to add the, the hit now. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was that was great. And that was, you know, uh, after that, I just had to worry about hosting. Other people were commentating. 
but it was it was a lot of fun like when you really man when you really know the game it's like it's awesome seeing you know what other people are doing because like they can throw you off when you're used to like what you've been doing and then you see like those different strats like oh yeah i know this strat is what like like oh this is what this is how this works this is why this is great you know oh it's funny me and um spiral we commentated a um the whole night to run for that event and both of the runners did weird stuff compared to the any percent and we would both just go whoa whoa what's going on? like this is yeah, like, like why are they doing that what's happening <laughs> where are they going <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's cool when you see that and you're like that puts us like into the guessing game it's just like okay he's going here so he could be doing x y or z and just yeah like, I think I remember that too. I think you guys were just like, oh, like he's probably going to do this. And then it's like, oh, he didn't do that. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's cool though. And it's, it's fun seeing the events I pick up as well. Um, like say the like Halloween theme now um, and going into more. Is there any of the other, like the additional games? Because since uh, Cuphead has now been all of the Resident Evil games as well as um, Hades recently um, been added. Is there any of those that have caught your attention or do you want to go like more in depth now into the other games so i think right now because like oh man like I, I i would like to do more cuphead runs and possibly another hollow knight run but i'm very much in the like let's get the all bosses done for FromSoft, at least the souls games like Soulsborne games does that include ds2 yes Ooh. but i refuse to not use urine i will use urine and dark weapon <laughs> i will not have a six hour run <laughs> I just don't have the patience. I mean, maybe at some point I can build it, but I'm like totally fine with doing a hybrid run. Hybrid for the win, dude. But yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, people have asked, um, they're like, they're like, when are you going to do Resident Evil, dude? And I'm thinking next, next year. Cause I, I played, um, last year, uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, and those were really fun. And so I, you know, I think no damage in that, like, at least from what Posse's told me, he was like, yo, compared to Souls, dude you're going to be relaxing. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm like, those zombies are pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, P Posse said it's definitely like, they're they're stupidly fun runs. And so I'm definitely down for that. I, I still have yet to play Resident Evil 1 um, and Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 8, any of those. So I'd like to do first playthroughs of those as well. I've got a couple of just weird tangents that I want to go down and then we'll go into some quick questions. Sure. If I don't get something caught in my throat, sorry. <clears throat> no, it's fine. I listen again. Story of my life, dude. I, I also like. There are times where I'm talking to people and I'll literally forget mid sentence what I'm saying. So oh, like with yes. <laughs> with like you know something caught in throat and then also that it's like oh, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> oh, it's th that's why I always like um, so a bit behind the scenes uh, people listening. Why I always do these these recordings as audio. Because I just have this notepad in front of me that I make notes as we go to make mm -hmm. sure that I try not to forget things because things just go out of my mind so quick. And it's just like, oh, I wrote that down. Thank God that because that's the tangent I wanted to go down. <laughs> See, what, I, what I found with like the other like bit of podcasting that I've experienced um, is that like with how all over the place like me and the folks that I've done this stuff with um, can be we eventually end up coming full circle. We'll say something, and it's like, oh, yeah, that thing that I was talking about like a half an hour ago, let's go back to that because we didn't finish. <laughs> ah, that's where we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've come full circle. This was crazy. What a path. <laughs> but the, fir the, the first small, and this will only be a, probably a very small thing, but 
I was interested in your Twitch profile pick, which is of a One Piece character. I don't know if uh, you selected it for the the term or the, for the uh, the caption of it or for the character itself. I was just interested in why that particular character or that. Uh, yeah, so caption. it was purely purely for the caption. Um, one of one of my uh, one of my viewers, um, General Leon, uh, because we had so many DS3 resets during any percent. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> they would yeah. they would just keep saying yes indeed yes indeed in chat so when uh yeah when leon was reading one piece one day he's like oh this is us dude this is the goddamn <laughs> this is the goddamn run <laughs> <laughs> so then i was like of course this needs to be the profile picture like if this is just the defining <laughs> this just defines the stream resets <laughs> yeah for people who might not be aware ds3 um starts with the voiceover um of starts with yes indeed as club says but it has led to so many great moments on streams where like because the last immediate thing that's happened is a hit so there is profanity there are people scream there are people saying weird stuff and it's always answered by yes indeed which has led to some great moments <laughs> oh yeah it's it's it almost like it's almost like a stab though like that phrase just yes indeed <laughs> Um, but at the same time, it's just like, well, here we go again. <laughs> time, time to embrace this lady. And the second tangent that I wanted to go down was interest in or interest in creating maths content. So for, for people who might not know, uh, Clamps has got a YouTube channel which is on majority the hist uh, the history of notable mathematicians is that right or i was saying it? yeah there's there's like some folks in there that um like i think people like wouldn't know about <laughs> um but yeah for the most part it's like i've been trying to focus on um more acclaimed mathematicians and physicists and what was the interest of that so i in undergrad and uh uh my masters i focused on uh mathematics and statistics uh, well, I mean, we know stats is mathematics, but so I guess pure math and applied math, right? And I found that when I was learning the material, I was way more motivated by finding out just more of the motivation itself, like behind how this this stuff came about and getting insight into these people as just that, people. Because there's like a lot of mystifying. They're like, whoa, like... You hear like the just Gauss, and you're like, oh, like what a G, like that's crazy. Or like Euler, like his name is all over theorems and you know propositions. But like actually getting their history and like seeing you know like where these things came from, like yeah, I don't know. I just find I find that to be very cool. I don't know. Like it's it's I feel like that's as, as just as important as like you know building up your foundations in you know abstract algebra or analysis like whatever whatever you're doing to build things up like if you if you're just like oh this this came out of nowhere it doesn't really help you but it's also cool just realizing how much of an asshole gauss was he was really mean <laughs> he, he had a rough life but like my god <laughs> telling his kids don't pursue math because you'll just disappoint me <laughs> real uh real nice great figure there right, right there yeah real nice whereas euler was just a nice dude who got made fun of by frederick the second he just he loved his faith and he loved math and physics. And Frederick was butthurt that he couldn't make like a fountain shoot water sixty feet in the air and called Euler Cyclops. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend to anyone who's uh, interested in, in that topic. I had a quick gander at the the complex playing video that you did, which was a bit of a nostalgia trip from my my older maths days, let's say. Yeah, <laughs> was, yo, com good. complex analysis I've always found to be the coolest. There's just something. It's just it feels so brilliant to like like things that would normally be so difficult to compute to just be like, oh, complex plane here we solved it. <laughs> it's like, oh, nice sophisticated methodology. <laughs> Didn't know it could be this easy. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what the phrase is. Uh, it's probably Einstein, but Einstein pretty much gets quoted on everything. But it was, it was something like, the, uh, unless you can explain it in a simplified or to a, a young guy, uh, person you don't know it well enough or something along those lines. Obviously, Oh, I mean, I definitely badly. found that with teaching. Like, like when I was teaching calc stuff, my God, and like tutoring stuff, buddy. Yeah, it, it really, really glues the information and the pathway to the exposition when you just have when you realize you're like oh well this didn't go so well let me like think about this more and then you just get yeah the different avenues uh since so many people experience learning differently the different avenues to explain wait what was um what was your focus in school i uh for what we have over here for college which is not college america it's like the prior to university I did maths, further maths, which had some pure mathematics aspects to it, and then some mechanics and such like. But I've not done maths in 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 a long time. It was just a bit of a nostalgia trip to re watch through it. Ah, uh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, one of um, I mean, he he was doing physics, but uh, so like he actually he needed much of that. But he was telling me um, uh, at the school that he attended before going on um, you know, going abroad to travel at my university. Um, like the first year, basically, even if you weren't pursuing any STEM stuff, a lot of people had to just take mathematical analysis. I'm sure a lot of people were happy with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like if even like the, the more math oriented folks are struggling with it, I can only imagine the people who are just like, I just want to do history, like how they were feeling. <laughs> this is going to be a weird tie back, but I just want to tie back what you just talked about to do with challenge running in the sense of the explanation having a thorough understanding and i think the same can be done with it with no here and i'm pretty much a lot of things to do with if you have an understanding of why something's being done or how something works as opposed to just how to do something it impacts greatly how well you can do that certain thing so um like you had uh, explanation to do with if you understand thoroughly the math that you're talking about it's so much easier to teach it and the same way, if you understand a certain aspect of, as I saw my ghost has an absolute insane like knowledge of the game and understands how things works, is going to be always more consistent than someone who has watched a strat and knows how to do it, but may not understand all the factors of it. Right, right. Like you, you, and you gain that knowledge from just cranking it out, right? Just like exposure, 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 experience, experience, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> her. I guess like five years, six years now at this point. I don't even know. I don't even know, man. That's 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 some true. Uh, she, that, that's she. She's got almost got her PhD in it, dude. <laughs> right. I'd like to go on quick questions, unless there's something else we've talked about that you want to go any further into. No, I think I think I'm okay. I I, I would like to say though, I definitely agree. Like, I think probably why no hit appeals to me so much. Besides, like, you know, the challenges being really stimulating is like, yeah, like routing and just like learning, just actually learning the game way more in depth mm. is so appealing. And like with no hit, you have to be so on point. So it's like, yeah, there is like inherently 
Yeah, if, especially when you're building it out. And oh man, yeah, there, there. I feel like there is inherently like a mathematics behind it. I've spoken to like pretty much everyone I've talked to has had this similar thought to do with the focus that you have to put in completing a game as a no-hit run in comparison to just a vanilla playthrough makes it seem like you're playing a different game because you're seeing so much more than you would in just traditional playthrough and learning so much more, I should say, as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Because, I mean, in a first playthrough, like, certainly you can collect everything. You want to, like, try and figure out the lore. But it's, like, you're kind of... You're just trying to get through it. Like, like with some of the bosses, like, the, the inherent difficulty that um that they have in from soft it's like it's like you're you're just like I, I did it i triumphed whereas you know in the challenge runs it's like well now we're like really now we're understanding we're not just getting through it we're understanding how to do this if you could give one piece of advice for a new no hit runner what would it be don't i guess don't give up too soon like a lot of people i feel like before they even begin they're like ah, i won't be able to do this like this is impossible and like they might be very impatient when trying to practice and just like, you know, get getting the low PBs is usually I think where people are like, fuck this, like I don't really wanna this sucks. But like that's that's like part of the challenge, like is just it like the the mental fortitude that you just need to build up to get through it. So just like keep on grinding. Take I mean, I guess take whatever breaks you need to, but just like yeah, it's it can be a little mentally taxing, but it it i i find as a hobby like this this stuff really pays off and i found that it actually i'm still not the most patient person but these runs have definitely helped my patience a lot it forces on you in, in a lot of cases just like R repeat that sorry uh like the games in certain cases forces the patience on you to make sure they don't rush into things yeah e e exactly so yeah i don't know that's the advice i'd give is just like especially when you're at the low pb just don't give up like certainly you'll have certainly you'll have your bad days and it'll be really frustrating maybe maybe even boring but you you will get through it as long as you keep grinding i don't know if that's the best advice but that's <laughs> that's the <laughs> advice i would give it's no worries if one game could be released tomorrow either an announced unannounced or a sequel to a game you don't think will ever exist what game would it be honestly after watching the bloodborne 2 ideas from vatya <laughs> i dude it would be sick like, I, I think it would be very interesting seeing a Bloodborne 2. I've not seen um, stuff of Vati recently. What sort of stuff was the ideas for Bloodborne 2 that he had or theorized or? So it was, he basically, he had this, um, I guess, competition. I guess it was kind of a competition where he just reached out to, you know, he, he was like, oh, art community, give your concepts. What, and then I'll just like make a video on, you know, the top 10. And there was one specifically that my my art buddy, um, modern day James, he he actually talked to the guy. Like his idea was super intricate, like stupidly intricate. Where like I I won't do it justice, but basically the doll is like going through this kind of like barren desert world and trying to protect the slug, <laughs> right? That we turned into at the end of Bloodborne. And it's it had like a very Dark Souls 3 kind of vibe to it. And like the sun is very much out, which is very different from the vibe that the first Bloodborne gave, right? And you're just kind of uncovering like more of the puzzle, like the origins of the um, of the Great Ones as the doll who's like now kind of like evil looking um, is trying to protect the slug and raise another Great One. So yeah, I, I found the whole atmosphere to be 
incredible in this in this desert wasteland can you remember what the video was titled just in case people wanted to check that one out i think if you look up vatia uh bloodborne 2 you can probably find it he did a premiere on twitch and then probably uploaded it to youtube but yeah that was like that was one of the pieces that was tied with first place there's like plenty of other ideas in there that's just the one that i remember most largely because my my buddy had sent me the interview that they had with the guy mentioned there about the mental aspect of these runs could you tell a time when a run was taking its toll and how you managed to get past it and get it yeah so cuphead <laughs> <laughs> i was about ready to just like lay it to rest for a little while i mean i i had been taking breaks from it in general like i mean you know i already mentioned you know i got the six hit run um, and then I was like, you know what, let's go to DS2 and then Demon Souls will come back eventually. But so like af I got eight one hit runs and I'd been like just grinding, 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 grinding. And I was like, I was like, man, this is just getting too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll just I was like, I guess soon we'll just move on to DS1 all bosses if I don't get this and we'll like come back to it. So, yeah, I was like probably like a week or so away from just completely just taking a long break away from Cuphead again um, before I got the run. Like, I, uh, Blasty um, actually commented on my video saying, like, because, like, in, in the run, I was like, ah, oh, you know, we might move on to DS1 All Bosses. Um, Blasty's like, well, you got the run, so now you can move on without having to worry about getting the Cuphead run. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably the most taxing, just because it was just, oh, man. I had never at that point gotten that many one-hit runs. So would you say having some breaks helps keep you with that run for so long yeah i mean i think it definitely it, it brings the joy back to it when you're starting to like really not enjoy that you know what i mean but i i don't know I'm trying to think if i've ever really taken break like especially since i stream now like twice a week i i just kind of just do it like maybe on occasion i'll do like uh some like variety of stuff like playing super meat boy or like little nightmares stuff like that um but for the most part I just, like, stick to it. But I know a lot of people that will take breaks and then come back to it. Like, I think with Gino, I mean, he also has a massive list of horribly difficult runs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll, like, you know, be grinding a game or, like, a run for, I don't know, like, a week or two, and then he'll, like, move on to another one. Like, do, like and, like, eventually come back if he hadn't gotten that run, you know? So everyone operates differently. I, I've, you know, I was using Gino as an example, but I know plenty of other people that they're like, oh, let me take a break, and then I'll come back. If I said most hype moment or excited or celebratory moment on stream, on your stream, what would be the first moment that comes to mind? I'm trying to think. I mean, it like, are we talking related to no-hit runs or just in general? So, uh, it doesn't have to be. I'm trying to think. I Definitely with Cuphead, the rush was insane. That, that was great. Bloodborne 90% was pretty hype, too. Because I, I got that run in under 10 days. <sighs> Speedy. <laughs> and so chat was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> they're like how'd you do this so fast but yeah i may maybe the first time i got like a a 1000 plus person raid who was it out of interest oh man i forgot his name now i think it was tommy tommy k live what is it hearthstone i think he's like a like a big or was a big hearthstone streamer and i was playing witcher 3 at the time and i think he was also playing it 
And so he just decided to, like, send his people my way randomly. I had never known who he was before that. And chat was just lighting up. I was like, how do I keep up with this? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Because I think at that time I may have had, I don't know, 10 viewers. It still varies, right? Like, if I switch games, I'll, like, be there too. But, yeah, I think, I think like, literally, like, at that time as I was streaming, there was 10 people that were, like, hanging out. And like three people talking so that it was like i don't even know how many people it was just like streams of of text and i was like what's happening are my mods ready for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, no I noticed that when i was i was doing some obviously research prior to the interview i saw that peak on witcher 3 i was like what is what what happened on that day <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think ghosts and nexaries also hopped in they're like what the hell happened here i'm like massive raid and they're like they're like deuces that's what's up I'm now just imagining like one of your viewers who's like like gone on holiday for like two weeks. So going, so uh, when's Bloodborne? Just like, oh no, Bloodborne was done. We did it last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one also. Yeah, that that was. I I was like I don't know how I did this so fast. I was I was like after like the 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 immense struggle with like the previous games. This was just like. But to be fair, I also had the time to just practice it a shit ton, and because of it being as algorithmic as it was, it was just it was just shadows at that point that was the blocker. So it was like get past shadows and we're good. And since I didn't have a job at the time, easy to just practice forever. <laughs> now, now with a job, it's more difficult. <laughs> IRL gets in the way all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine real life, dude. <laughs> uh, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's in the future plans of Clampscast? So. Yeah, right now it's just focusing on DS3 All Bosses. I want to try to get that before the end of the year, and then I am debating on whether I want to continue doing DS3. I probably won't, <laughs> but just ideas. Or just go to, like, DS2 All Bosses, or maybe just start doing Resident Evil. I'll probably end up going to Resident... Or not Resident Evil, uh, DS2. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much the plan right now, is um ds3 ab then ds2 ab um and then try to mess around with uh, resident evil but who knows maybe i'll 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 decide i want to do sl1 runs instead and if people wanted to check you out where would they be looking twitch.tv slash clampscast i also have runs on youtube under the same handle yeah so youtube clampscast as well as if you're interested in the uh, math aspect we talked about that's modern day math um which you can also find in his about section of his twitch yeah, yeah, I put it there as uh, just in case people are interested. <laughs> uh, Clamps, I really appreciate the time. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you've done it as well, man. Yeah, this was this was really cool, man. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it as well. Um, and have a good rest of your day, and shall catch you in the next episode. If you want to hear more interviews with amazing guests, be sure to head over to youtube.com slash wayofloki, Loki spelt with a C, or wayofloki.com slash nohitpodcast.